0: Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
2: Uh, thank you so much for coming down. Really appreciate it. Insane in the Membrane podcast.
3: Insane in the Membrane is back for another live podcast recording on Sunday the 23rd of February. I found that through humor people open up and we have a laugh and I really appreciate you coming down and doing this this is an intimate live show with comedian Rich Wilson and very special surprise guest in front of a small audience at the Pleasance Islington in fact you are so close to the comedians you could probably lick them uh, we can have a laugh while we do it I think that's what I'm trying to show with the podcast January's a struggle for us all so put yourself something to look forward to in February in Sailing the Membrane live at the Pleasance, Sunday Feb 23rd at 7.30pm just £5 nearest Tube Caledonian Road Piccadilly Line Dead easy, no excuses.
0: You did great, Reg.
2: Thanks, Bob. You, you, did, as you well. did great.
3: Thank you. Click the link in the show description for this episode on your podcast app or go to pleasant.co.uk. What do we do now? I right? don't know. I think that's it. <laughs> Thanks
2: for coming. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Insane in the Membrane. <laughs> Insane in the Membrane. Happy New Year, everybody. And I imagine your New Year's resolutions have already fallen by the wayside, as have mine. Hope you had a good Christmas, So you had a good New Year, hope you're recovering nicely and getting ready for 2020, oh yeah. Um, this week's episode, we we, we went to, uh, producer Paul and I went to James Acaster's home uh, to, to have a chat with him just before he was about to leave for his uh, sellout UK tour. He, literally his bags were packed in the in the passageway as we were doing it uh, and james has gone on to just absolutely smash it. It, it the tour has just gone absolutely nuts i was lucky enough to see him at earth in hackney a little while ago and the show is absolutely superb if you do get a chance to see it which i don't think you will because uh, it's sold out and gone, uh, but if you see it anywhere like on Netflix or something like that, do see it because it's a great show. Um, we had to hold this one back because we, we, like I say, we did it at the beginning of just before his uh, sellout tour. And we had to hold it back because there's a few spoilers in the show, so we didn't want to give anything away. So we, uh, so we waited till now. But uh, what a gift for the new year,
4: ladies, gents, everyone. James Acaster. We measured it actually, and it was like, "Yeah, you fucking should have." But now, now they can't get it in. And you waste these guys' time. <laughs> and then like, those came in, and, and they. They, they put it in and they went there you go and, and, and they went when, when, did you, when did you have this measured and I was like oh wow a, a few months ago I was measured it all up and I went oh good job and, and then they went and I sent. I had a photo of it there and he was like fuck you you he was so yeah. angry about it
2: <laughs> I was like very spatially aware James he just yeah. knew he just,
4: like, yeah. just knew it I looked at him and just knew that'll fit
2: <laughs> but I, I Jade and I with, with our sofa we just we went out to Asda to buy just to get tea bags actually mm. and then DFS happened to be next door yeah and we just moved into our flat in where where the one you've been to and then uh we just we just have a look and as we walked in there was this this yeah this Shiny blue, yeah, very jade sofa, and it's like, yeah. all right, well, we'll, well, and then suddenly we'd ordered it, and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. we didn't, yeah, we didn't
4: measure ours either. Yeah, but luckily it came in two bits, and I, do, I, I really loved putting that flat together. Like, I mean, I'm looking forward to like doing the other rooms because like it is so much fun. I love, like going, out, like buying that clock. I was excited when like, like, oh, it's like clock, like that got so good in the living room, <laughs> and like just like thinking about all of it. I never thought I'd give a shit about any of that. No, nah,
2: like, but then it becomes when well, it's your place. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's,
4: with anything like yeah I mean it's probably another mental health related thing isn't it but like yeah just, just making you feel like you're your own place especially when you do our job absolutely you're constantly feeling like you don't have some yeah you know, a home for years
2: yeah yeah well I always I was always influenced by the people that I was living with I was always they always seemed to be more in charge with yeah. the surroundings than I was yeah and so it was all it was uh, yeah I never really had much say this has been the first time where I've put my stamp on it, mm. and actually, I want it to be more. It's so these books that I look at, where these these guys, their whole their whole lifestyle is not not just the things they wear, but the the, the places that they live in and what yeah. they've got. Like very much like this. This is very stylish, James. I'm always thank you, mate. think, is your this is what I like about you. You have a that you you have a coolness about you, which I know sort of goes against.
4: <laughs> do I? Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, like
2: the, your poster. I've never said that before, mate. I'm telling you, the poster for your for your latest show for um, I oh, yeah. with the glasses. In <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. I, I I'm gonna get that, and I want it on the wall because I think like, it's so cool. <laughs> it's really cool. You do have a, even though you come across as a bit, I'm not geeky and nerdy. They're not the right words, but
4: I'd probably use those words. Yeah, but yeah, do you know what I mean? And,
2: it's yeah, awkward yeah. and but you, you do have a coolness. You have a style, that's like the way you dress, you
4: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think, I, I don't know. I, I I think that's just uh that's very kind of you to say, you're I mean, cooler than me, yeah. like like in terms of like, you know, like I categorically
2: I, cool. Well, I think yeah. I'm more like paint by numbers yeah. cool. Like people go like, certainly they go, <laughs> oh, of course, yeah, he's cool. He wears a scarf. Oh uh,
4: yeah, yeah. He's Whereas
2: yours is the, more, yours is proper cool. Cause it's, uh, you don't, you don't see it coming
3: and <laughs> <I'm like,
4: Yeah. laughs> I think we're both working with what we've got. That's I think all, so. Yeah, that's, that's all you can do, right? In order uh, to be cool or yourself comfortably, you've got to go. This is who I am, and lead into that a bit more, or just like what I like, love doing. Because for ages, all I did was um, I didn't th- even think about what I wore. No, for, like most of like in, until I was in my, my mid to late 20s probably my late 20s yeah actually no because i i started like when i started doing comedy i started wearing all the jumpers and the slacks and like, there was, like uh, it was it was actually you actually thought, thought about it yeah because it was yeah. like, actually, yeah, that's, it was what, like yeah. that's what you know audiences don't know who you are yeah so before you get to the mic they need they need a bit of a flag up as to like what they're going to expect yes like uh and so i'd like dress like that and then they would like expect the kind of comedy i was going to do because i didn't have much money I just wore that all the time, right? And I didn't want to. No. So off stage, I was dressed like that all the time. I'm like, I'm and like some days, you know, I remember like some other comics would be like, "The fuck are you still dressed like no, that for? No. You're not
2: on stage right now." Well, we went up. We were in New Zealand. And yeah. We went up. We went to
4: um, went
2: to, is it what's the island with the volcano? Yeah. Um, Waikiki. Wahiki. Yeah. And we climbed to the top of the volcano, <laughs> and then we got back, and then you went on stage. With the same stuff. Yeah, yeah. Even yeah. the shoes. Yeah,
4: you know? shoes. But yeah, climbing the fucking volcanoes with like, you know, Clark's was, yeah. and like an MS jumper and all this kind of stuff and like school, you know, popping like, you know, some geeky slacks and like, and then just going on stage just like that. But like, yeah. And then I made a conscious decision after I had a... I had a Oh, I was in 27 or something. Most most changes in my life happened after a breakup. But right. like at like 27, <laughs> and just remember walking out of my flat to the tube one day and just looking down and going, "I look stupid," <laughs> and like really hating how I looked, and then deliberately trying to dress differently—not cool, but just differently. I was like, "I just don't want to wear this anymore." Yeah. But then I got into another uniform, so it's like I think there's like. So then I got into like, I wear cords now. So we're like, you know, so yeah. So at that point I was like, I'm just wearing cords. So I was always wearing slacks and now I'm just wearing cords. And now I'm shirt, I'll buy, buy shirts instead of jumpers and, and like, it'll be like, you know, plaid or like you know, checked or whatever. And like, I went for a phase of that, but like shopping at places like top mad and stuff. Cause I was like, <laughs> but it's amazing how that was like, a, also like around that part of my life, it was, a, I remember going to the, like I, I became a massive hypochondriac again so i I hadn't been for a while as it comes it comes and goes is it It comes and goes with anxiety and just like whatever it is so like you know going ah so like coming out of a relationship all i can come out of that relationship was everything that was wrong with me and everything i didn't like about myself so then it was just like i remember going to the doctors and being like i got this like dry skin on my face here like you know either and they're like do you moisturize and or, or do you like Wash, wash your face in, at night. I was like, no. And they're like, well, you can't got, you got go and do that, mate. We like, you, you got to wash your face with some. Get a face wash and get a moisturiser. So it's like I, I might as well have been going to Jonathan Van Ness. It wasn't like you know, like I wasn't going to a doctor. And they're like, you should just do those things. Like, and so I started doing that and actually going to like. And like paying a little bit more for a haircut yeah, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, and, yeah. And, then, and then asking the hairdresser, like, what do you put in your hair? Like, like actually going, <laughs> oh, okay. And doing stuff like that. And then, like, um, I had it again recently where like uh, I had this like rash come up on my face and went to the doctor and she was like, did you use aftershave? I was like, no. She's like, we do that. And I was like, and I, I, told, I told my girlfriend about it. She was like, is that how it happens? Every time you go to the doctor, they just give you like manscaped advice. Like, like it's, not, it's not, you're not ill. You it's you're just like, go after yourself. Everyone's like grooming. That most people do. <laughs> but like, yeah. But I had that massive, like, yeah. And then recently, I've kind of had it again. After I um, finished those, I uh, filmed those four shows. Yeah. And that was all like wearing joy and all of them, and all, all, all terminal colors. And I had a big thing after that of being like. Right now, I'm gonna look for more like colourful. Yes, and yeah, so yeah, yeah, Anything I've bought since then has been almost deliberately what I wouldn't normally right. wear. <laughs> and like on actually on the episodes of Taskmaster that are in the studio, you can I've deliberately chosen <laughs> really bright colours. <laughs> and that that that, that poster you're talking about is like they like, like, basically that basically going, yeah. What's the opposite that I'd ever wear ever? And then wearing a like sunset jacket and stuff. But and
2: you me. nailed it. You absolutely nailed it. Most people. It would look contrived and it would look like, like you've just said, I went out of my way to go to the opposite of what I was doing. But it doesn't look like that. You've (laughs) you've got this really good eye for style, which is, which I know has never been said to you, probably. Yeah, has been
4: said to me. And if any any of my mates hear this, though, I'll I'll make fun of me so bad. (laughs) Yeah, and
2: you look at them. But I'm telling telling you, as a man that knows, you have style. And, well, I, and I, I look I, around, mate, and you have it's brilliant. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, it's, it's enviable as well. I, I was always I was in the mod thing, so I was I was a mod for years. Oh yeah, and that's all very. I got so fed up because it's very short sighted. Yeah, you have to be a certain way, and you have to listen to certain things, and. When I'm not like that, I'm more, I just, I'm a bit of everything. This is why I, I, people talk about cultural appropriation at the moment, yeah. I'm like, no, we need a bit of that. <laughs> we need a bit of that, you know, mix it up. You know? It's, it, you know, I mean, obviously if you're just, if you're doing it and stealing it or whatever, but be influenced by different things. Sure. For sure. There's um, yeah, but um, but you're, you seem, it seems, it's effortless with you. <laughs>
4: like, and that really fucks me off. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, I mean, probably talk about cultural appropriation, I think my, my worst look I ever did was when I was a teenager. And I bought like a proper kind of Rastafarian kind of hoodie at a festival because right. I, I, I loved it. I didn't understand anything about it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But I knew it was wrong still I remember wearing it looking in the mirror and going something's not right about this and when I, when I, when I grew up and learned about cultural appropriation I was like that's it Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. it actually that wasn't mine to wear and I shouldn't yeah, have been doing yeah, yeah, it if yeah, it, it yeah, yeah. suddenly made sense I was like oh okay yeah 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 but, like, I, I knew it But Did it have
2: dreadlocks in the hood like when you put the hood up, uh, yeah, yeah
4: yeah, yeah they no there wasn't but like god if there, if there was I'd be um, I mean so many things well, I'm just so glad that social media didn't exist when I was younger <laughs> and there might yeah, be a photo yeah, of me yeah, on yeah. MySpace somewhere with that hoodie on. Wow. Uh, and, and I really, yeah, probably got a great length to seek that out and destroy I was going to say someone's probably going to look for that right now. Yeah, so now it's going yeah. to come back and haunt me. That'll be it.
2: But this, I, I grew up, my dad, my dad was never, it was never one for, you know, We were, like, he was never, too, he liked to shave and he'd never get his hair cut in a normal mm. way. But it was never, it was never anybody around to teach me about, Mm. Grooming and things like that. It was only sure. from my first proper girlfriend, Zena, yeah. that she said, "Yeah, you you can't dress like this anymore." you sure. like, I had a pair of jeans that I tried to bleach, mm. but I'd only I'd, I ended up just tipping bleach down the back of them. Great. So you <laughs> just look like you had some sort um, of accident. Yeah. Yeah. Which I told people I had. I went, "Oh yeah, I just dropped bleach on them." <laughs> I'm like, well, why am I wearing them?
4: It is weird that that kind of thing of like um, how you because like definitely uh, I didn't really have any uh men in my life who were like uh you know you should make make, make some effort look yeah, nice. yeah do you know, apologies to my dad who listens to every podcast <laughs> that i'll ever do uh, but like but no one would be like you should dress up more you should do you know, take care yeah. of how you look you know get, get yourself a nice haircut this this looks good on you yeah, this doesn't and all that kind of stuff so i kind of like definitely grew up thinking like if you took care of how you looked you were arrogant yeah and you yes, were definitely it, it was like a bad thing and you were yeah. vain and don't do that and so for years it was just like not and and then I remember when uh, I mentioned Fandess earlier but I remember seeing the first uh, the original like Queer Eye for the Straight Guy it was on TV and kind of having a a negative reaction to it because I felt like oh it's like saying people aren't good enough the way they are you're right yeah 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 it it seems so bizarre to me now that I felt like that but it was kind of like how I felt about uh, you know and I thought that taking care of yourself was a you know any attention paid to yourself yeah. was bad. Right, would make you were arrogant, you were vain, you were self-obsessed. So like, I saw people going to other people and going, "You need to look better. You need to do this." It's like, but well, people should love me the way I am. Yes. And so I had this really negative reaction against it. And then like, when the new series, when Queer Eye came out on Netflix, and everyone was going, "Oh, you got to watch it." and I was very resistant to it because I was mm. like no no because it's that thing of like you know when we're not good enough as we all oh, this and, and like, I watched it and then you kind of realise like oh no it's about thinking you are good enough for, it's, yeah, and it's, yeah, it's yeah, the exact yeah. opposite it's like you actually saying to yourself I am worth actually spending a bit of time and, and I, I am worth like you know <laughs> taking care of myself and, uh, and all that and, and that if you do that you feel more worthy and actually if you don't uh what i was doing before was kind of telling myself i wasn't worth yeah uh, worth that like I, i'm not paying attention to how it looks i think that's arrogant and like i shouldn't be arrogant because i'm not you know yeah, what, yeah, what, 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 yeah. What do i think i'm better than everyone else and i'm not better than everyone else or this <laughs> and uh it's it's really fascinating actually i mean i know there's like you know people have got their problems with uh the queer eye guys in their you know their, their politics or whatever and all that stuff but like uh in terms of the, the show mm. it's amazing like if we're talking about mental health the amount that <laughs> I found that to be helpful yeah. in a way that like I know it sounds very basic but like uh, it's just incredible how you, you watch a show <laughs> like that and go oh actually <laughs> yeah I kind of uh, I never have thought you see people who are like you on it and saying things that you've said. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. And when you hear it out of other people's mouths about themselves, you go, yeah. no, you shouldn't feel like that. No, oh, <laughs> actually.
2: You know. I have conversations with people, with blokes about moisturiser a lot. Yeah. And it's it, something that I never grew up with that because grow, like, you know, like, growing up when I did, it was like, that was unheard of. Like, yeah. I even do it in my, in my set where I talk about the cabinet that was in the bathroom. was None of it was dad's. It was sure. like, there'd be a shaving brush. And his shaving gear, yeah. but the rest was just weird lotions and potions yeah. that Mum had tried, and all her bits and bobs, and yeah. so. It's only been in the last sort of five years that I've really been going. Oh, actually, yeah. Like, you've, like you said earlier, I do need a bit. I'm yeah. a bit dry. Right? Yeah. My yeah. hands yeah. definitely dry. Yeah, and I have I have conversations with builders and people. are like "Yeah, oh god, yeah, you oh, good year. You've got to, yeah. you got to, you got, got to do that, mate. You've got yeah, water yeah. Dries, You split, hurts in the winter,
4: mate. You yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's really,
2: it's nice. It's that's
4: the know. Thing. Uh, builders know about it because they, 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 but that's because it's got so bad that they're splitting and bleeding. <laughs> so it's like, okay, now I put some moisture. <laughs> that's how bad we let it get yeah. as blokes I have to be physically bleeding and I can't pick stuff up It's like okay now I'll put moisturizer yeah. on because it's a medical thing it's like a actual well, it's the it's
2: same like with that. mental as well isn't it you get to that point where you're just broken and bleeding and yeah and that's and it takes someone else to oh like, mate you've really got to sort yourself out yeah. and then you go yeah yeah but we
4: have to be at that point where we've- oh I didn't I didn't <laughs> go to like uh, I I I I went to well yeah I've been to therapy like the first time I ever went to therapy was like in uh 2013 and it was when I was like and I didn't know it at the time mm. but like I was just like ridiculously anxious uh and like probably depressed as well but like my anxiety was like insane but I didn't think I, I had no. I didn't think I had any problems with anxiety or anything so I wasn't framing it as that yeah um but like I went to one therapy session uh and then like um, and it was because like the relationship I was in at the time was kind of driving me nuts. And yeah, I was, like, yeah, we going yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy thinking that like this person was going to leave me, and uh, so I went to this therapy session, and then I think we broke up later that day. Wow, I was like I came back from it, and I think uh, like I think that was like she had been a bit like ah, oh, this is probably um gone too far if he's, if he's going to therapy yeah. know, so I probably should send this relationship so she did the right thing and, and did do that oh I thought you'd gone to therapy and then come back and go right out <laughs> no 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 no. I, I, I think she no, was like yeah. oh do you know what he's maybe doing worse than I thought he was and yeah. maybe we should just yeah, cause yeah, yeah. end this relationship because like you know in a way what I was mainly kind of like, of over was like thinking we were going to break up, and I think she was probably like, Well, we are, <laughs> and I should probably just do it now. That, and yeah, it, and it was for the best, like, made me feel a lot better. And I went to one more after that, but I was just like, I feel great now. Yeah, of and course. And that's just, she was yeah. like, Okay, well, you seem cool. And I was like, Right, great. And then I, so then I just thought, Right, that was it. I just felt stressed because my relationship was bad, and that was, and so now and I don't need it. to go, I don't need to go anymore. And so I didn't go for ages. And then, like, it's 2017 where, like, I, I had a, I had a breakdown, but actually acknowledged that it was that. Right. So, like, you know, I think I, it definitely happened to me before, probably a couple of times, like once when I crashed my car when I was 18 and I wasn't okay for, like, six months. Yeah, I heard that on the other, on, uh, was it Adam
2: Buxton's one? Yeah, it might, but I think I've talked yeah, about it on a few about, things. Yeah, and that was, you were talking about the fact that you didn't think it had affected you No. that much. But then in the evening, oh like, yeah. You, yeah, you suddenly would think about
4: death. and. Oh, it was a thing of, like, yeah. I, I had a whole day of just being, like, having a laugh about it I yeah. crashed my car and whatever with my friends and then I remember just being alone in the in the house and everyone else had gone out I don't know I can't remember what the rest of my family were doing but it was just me on my own and I was like washing this plate up in the sink and looked up at the window which was right in front of the sink it was just dark outside yeah. it was winter and it was just my reflection this black, black wow. mirror and I was like <laughs> oh. <laughs> I didn't realise yeah. I, I, I was on the toilet when I actually sunk in I felt I did that felt a bit down then sat down on the toilet and then went I'm going to die one day and it was it's, like it's a, a mad one isn't it when you realise yeah I think I, I've real, i I've had moments like it before yeah. but it was like properly sinking in of like oh shit I don't understand anything I wow. don't understand the, the world that I live in <laughs> I don't understand how life works you know am I just a bunch of like meat and chemicals and like I'm not really me I'm not really wow, a person yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm just a bunch of stuff firing out different emotions and thoughts but at the end of the day it's all going to break one day and then I'll just like be a just be dead and like that won't mean you know, and, and then who yeah. whoever was I okay. anyway and, and all this stuff and then like so it was six months of like but I didn't think at any point during that uh, I'm depressed or I'm anxious or anything like that no. I was just like and, and this is true as well but I was just like I had a car crash and now I can't stop thinking about this because that seems more important than anything else at the minute yeah. so it's like you know, why would I give a shit about making desserts in a kitchen uh, for you know £3.50 an hour when I'm going to die one day and why would I give a shit about this band I'm trying to get off the ground when no of the even oh, yeah. remember I'll be dead so like everything like seemed bigger like that and uh, but at the time I was still like vaguely I was just starting to let go of religion at that point right and so I was still but then that kind of thing kicked in of like scared and so I reached back out for it again yeah so we was talking to I talked to a vicar at one point and I talked to a friend of the family who was this like very religious guy who like would talk to me about you know stuff like that he gave me this book that i i read that was just very comforting just you know, right. about christianity and it's like very comforting like you know kind of modern day kind of preacher just talking, putting stuff in terms that i could understand and relate to and that made me feel better for a while and at that point i was so kind of like uh down and uh in a very dark place that i just i think i got to a point where i was just like i don't even care if i learn the truth or not now i just want to get out of this yeah i just want to feel better <clears throat> um whereas if at that point I thought a bit more about it in, in in terms of mental health or whatever, then I probably would have got myself out of it in a much healthier, better way, in, in a way that would have sustained me right. longer and yeah, given yeah. give me things that I could employ in my life and make me feel better. Um, but I didn't because I just saw it as, you know, the bear kind of this is what happened this yeah. is how I'm feeling now I want to get out of it yeah 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 and the same with like that that breakup was just like really anxious all day long I, I was just like just the height of anxiety all day I felt like my mind was like a beehive and just right, like really yeah. and I was pacing I, I could never sit still I was pacing around I was phoning my friends all the time she said wow. this the other day do you think that and all, all this kind of stuff and uh and then when we broke up and I was like just relieved that I was right almost yeah even if I'd even if my anxiety and the way I was acting had caused the breakup you know I I don't know but like you know uh, know, because it's quite intense to be around yeah yeah Um, but like even if that was it I was like right okay I'm not crazy she did want to break up with me okay, fine. And then feeling better about it and being like, okay, so that was all it was. Mm. And then so carrying on until like the next time you get hit again. Yeah. Um, I I pretty much felt like that. I think the end of most relationships when like, as soon as like, I could tell when they had lost interest and Mm. instead of like dealing with it in a good way, I just went straight into anxiety of like, oh no, like, you know, this is going to end now or am I imagining that it's going to end? Am I crazy? And and all this kind of stuff, I'm just doubting myself. I remember once having to take myself out of a, I was in, girlfriend's flat and she was getting ready to go out and she was like in front of the mirror just sorting her hair out or whatever and i came up behind her and put my arms around her and she kind of instinctively kind of like like pushed me away and, and, said, and said don't crowd me or something and like probably like you know the relationship was like starting to come to an end mm. and that i remember as, soon as she did that i remember kind of almost freezing like behind yeah, her yeah, and then yeah, she yeah. went into the bathroom and And as soon as the door locked, I went out the flat. (laughs) I just went down the stairs, out the flat, into the courtyard and just Started pacing around the whole court and being like, just just leave, just go oh, home now. Wow. And when she gets out the bathroom, you just won't be there. And that'll be it. Yeah. Just go. And then I was like, you can't fucking do that. You, you look fucking insane. <laughs> and and then like went back in. And by the time she got out the bathroom, was still, she didn't even know I oh, got wow. out. Of she didn't even know that. that she one. didn't know that any of that had happened. I was sitting there, you're all right. And then like, not, you know, pretending like nothing's shit. wrong. Yeah. And like, so it was that for like years of like, you know. Wow. But when it's whatever. out of your
2: control, if you don't want it to end, Sure, that's it's out of your control, which is even worse. It's, yeah, it's different if you're both kind of. You're like, oh, I'm not feeling this. Sure, yeah, I'm not feeling this either, and it kind of peters yeah, out yeah. on its own. But if there's one of you still, no, this is yeah. cool. I love. It. Yeah, but, uh, but that other person's the one that's not feeling it. Yeah, that, that must. That's horrible. It is
4: horrible, it? but at the same time, if like if I'm to reflect on it, like you know, like they were they were right mm. that the relationship wasn't good. Um, we weren't very well suited to one another but like i was so kind of like again there's a bunch of stuff that i hadn't worked through at the time like i just if i was in a relationship it was almost like well i've got to make this work this has to work yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I, but rather than kind of being like oh do you know what we're not that well suited to each other so we should just break up and that's fine yeah and, it's, and it doesn't mean that either of us are bad people or anything like that it doesn't mean that you know i'm a dick it just means that <laughs> like you know that's it's, it just not it's not working yeah. but instead I'd be like no no you've got to work on it you've got to make it work you got, got to yeah. and I didn't want them to so my self worth was too tied up in the relationship right. and, it, and it shouldn't have been I should have been like no I, if they don't want to be with me fine yeah. uh, but like instead it was like I, I, I and I didn't I, again it was like never really acknowledging it putting it into words or whatever I just thought that if you're in a relationship, you have got to make it work. Exactly, it's that. You don't, you, that, I, that, you don't feel
2: you've put enough work into it. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I, yeah, I know that. I've heard that before. So yeah, you've got to work at it. So yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah. let's work it. But yeah, yeah. If you're if it's not working, and, well, and or oh, you shouldn't be together, chemistry's not
4: there, and yeah. you just you're just papering over something that's, and you don't realize until you're in one that works. Mm. Like now, I I'm in easily the best relationship I've ever been in, right. and uh, and it's just been easy from yeah. the start. And oh like and when you go oh, this is how it should feel yeah, and like yeah, and yeah. and it's just uh, it's completely different and um i realized like looking back there are some things sometimes that i've called love in my life and it's not been that yeah, but yeah i've mislabeled yeah. it some of like you know actually anxiety <laughs> and being like oh i love this person because when i'm around them you yeah. know oh, it just feels like so ever, well, all my emotions are so sky high. skylighted it's all this and yes. then and then you look back and go oh i was anxious and i was like <laughs> they made me like really anxious and, on edge. and, and worried and yeah. scared or and like you know depressed or not like my, and, and all those things and, and going that I wasn't being in love I was, <laughs> I was i was a mess um and like but, but that's because like you yeah, know the first relationship i was ever in was like, like when i was 21 uh my first like saying i loved someone i yes, had like you yeah, know yeah, yeah. girlfriends before that that was like you know i think I have a few months at a time or whatever but i had this really intense short relationship when i was 21 and it was just like completely tied up in uh anxiety because yeah. it was like she, she had broken up with someone to be with me they had been together for a very long time like 10 years mm. she felt bad about that i felt bad about that we were both quite sensitive people right. so we both felt really bad about her ex-boyfriend yeah and so it was just all and, and then she wasn't sure maybe she should get back with him but being quite open with me about that so i'm like always like well i could be ditched any second <laughs> and then like and then you know and then it did like last a very short amount of time like three months then back then she got back with him and she was with him for 10 years before me she's still with him now so that was, oh, when it was 20 wow. like you know, they, they were definitely the right yeah. couple but like they were just short intense kind of thing and because, like, that's... what, But that was the first time I ever said I loved someone. Yeah. So that's what I attached to what of love course, was. Of course, yes. So that was, like, for, for fucking over a, you know, like over a decade of, like, <laughs> well, that's what it is. That's what I'm in love with someone is when I feel like that. <laughs> and, then, and then, like, yeah, you know, now being with someone who just, like, doesn't make me feel like that at all, it makes me feel a completely new thing that I'm like, oh, this is, like, yeah, <laughs> this is so yeah, much better. Yeah. I, I can be myself around them. I don't feel like I'm having to, at any point, think about how am I acting? Should I behave nah. like this? Maneuvering, it. but like, but again, it's that thing of like, I guess when we're talking about men's mental health, a lot of the time, you know, square you what, know, right at the beginning, if you want to start the conversation, is just talking about be open about your emotions, uh yeah, know true. and know what they are, yes, and be able to label them properly, yeah, you know, like I feel like this, because so that's, that's the thing we've had to call it mental health to get men talking about it because we it. won't talk about feelings and emotions <laughs> like women have had it now for years because yeah. they openly go how are you feeling and talk about it and i'm not saying like obviously there's loads of uh, women who are, like, me- mental health is an issue for women as well yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and <Yeah>. obviously <laughs> and there's loads of women who don't talk about those things uh but generally speaking the reason why it's it's made such a big issue for men and people talk about you know uh, about men's mental health so much is because we just haven't yeah, we won't go. How are you feeling? Are you feeling okay? Yeah, but how you really uh, feel, A bit yeah. emotional. Yeah. Uh, like for yeah. years, being emotional was used against me. Of as course, a criticism yeah, same. You're oversensitive. You're too emotional. Yeah. That all the time. Like right, I better not be that. Uh, same. And exactly. by people same. who, were, you know, sometimes by yeah, you know, I was in relationships, and my girlfriend would say that to me about stuff that she would act the same way. But I go, but you would behave like this in this situation, and. So, am I being oversensitive? Oh, for a man, I am, I guess. Oh, yeah, but because, like, well, you would behave this way. So, you can't think it's oversensitive because you do it as well. And it was like, yeah, you're not meant to behave like that. No. And so, like,. Yeah, because we won't talk about emotions because we think that's bad. We won't talk about feelings because that's bad. So they've, they've had to rebrand it and go, it's mental health. Oh, talk, oh yeah, oh, shit. mental. My brains are so yeah, I'm, I'm pretty clever. I uh, like that. Okay, I'll get I'll get into my mental. Yeah, I'm, that's it. I like puzzles. <laughs> so like, like
2: the brain gym.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I talk I talk about mental health. Sure, it's a serious game. It's not like it's not, it's not like it. light light stuff like emotions and feelings. That,
2: <laughs> but like we've had to label it for so mental. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's more palatable. Yeah.
1: Your next episode is a podcast for people bursting into their 40s, 50s and beyond. Talking to people like Laura Dodsworth. One thing I didn't consider at all with men I until I'm in my first shoot and I thought, what the fuck am I doing? I
3: was on my knees in front of a man I don't know at all photographing his penis. I thought, oh, I'm going to be doing this 100 times. And people like Sober Dave. When you give up drinking, you feel everything. You know, all your emotions come out yeah. before you'd numb them before. So mm. all of a sudden it's like, what is this? Mm. What? Mm. How am I going to deal with this? Mm. You know, before it be, oh, I would just get drunk and it go yeah. away.
1: I'm Amy. I'm Louise. Join us for your next episode. Buy
3: your favourite podcast app. Imagine the
1: softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.
4: I thought I wasn't anxious because I had a friend who, you know, had an anxiety disorder yeah. and he, you know, wonderful man, uh, but he couldn't leave the house and stuff. So I was yeah, like, well, yeah. that's what anxiety is. Yes. Because you can't leave your house and, and you, you obsess over, you know, things that you've said to people all the time. And, and it really is, you know, uh, it's, it's that kind of like extreme. So I was like, I'm not anxious. No. Because no. like, that's what... I just, so, just not the shops. Yeah, you don't see it as that. <laughs> and like, yeah, I, I, I remember when I was in, I went to... Um, I did like a really crappy music course at this this college in Northampton, and uh, before we did our first gig, it, the whole point was form a band, and the teacher told us like, um you know, some of you might think you feel nervous before this gig, some of you might feel excited. Just so you know, they're the same emotion. It just depends how you look at it, if you're positive or negative or not. <laughs> and and I, don't, I so at the time I went, oh okay. Yeah. So then every time I felt like that before a gig, I go, I tell myself I'm excited. So I, I would turn my thing into a potter. Uh, yeah. i was but actually, I wasn't. <laughs> I was nervous and I was yeah. anxious, but I was telling myself, so I was mislabeling it, saying, "You're excited now." <laughs> I, I, and, and but like, still, the emotions were still doing what they do to you, and like, it's only really now, you know. I mean, that was like, like 2002. Yeah. So like, you know, now in like 2019, that like I've actually fought. I was about to go on it at a gig the other day and was feeling like that and going, "Oh, do you know what?" you're anxious and you've been anxious every week like multiple times a week before going on stage for like over 15 years like a, and you're like oh what a thing to put your body through yeah 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 every yeah. single like i am like on this tour i I'm on a tour at the minute and like i'm doing t- two halves and so i feel like it before going in the first half and i feel like it before oh going in the second half uh, and it's like an hour each half which is the most i've ever done and so like in the interval i'm like not just feeling anxious about going back on, but I'm feeling tired as well. Yes. Uh, And it's a personal show and it is like a show that's talking about my mental health, a bit which I've never done before. So I am kind of sitting there like, Oh, God, I've got to go back on. I've got to tell them all this stuff. you got to dig deep. Uh, and, yeah. and, and, and all the. But, like, at least now I'm going, I'm nervous and that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Rather yeah. than going, I'm excited. I'm walking around with a madman. <laughs> I'm really excited about this gig. I'm <laughs> like, no, you're not. Yeah, yeah. I'm in love with this audience. I think I'm in love with them all. <laughs> you know, like.
2: Yeah, yeah, Oh, God, I think she changed things to lie down. Isn't yeah, you? Like, yeah. You've, is this show has been more emotional than, than the others that you've done. Mm. Are you enjoying it though?
4: Uh when uh yes and no. Yeah. When it goes well, it's the most I've enjoyed comedy. Yeah. When it doesn't go well, it's the it's probably the least I've enjoyed comedy. Yeah. And um and I would say that in general, um it is tiring and yeah. exhausting. And more tiring and exhausting than anything else I've done. I don't I would be very, very surprised. I mean, next year I'm pretty much taking a year off of doing live stand up mm-hmm. anyway. And that's not just because of this tour. It's because of like eleven years of doing comedy and, of and not yeah. ever having a break from life life work. So like, you know, it's recognizing that I need some time off yes. anyway. But but definitely this show, even if like on this tour, I can have a great first half. And in the first half, I don't really, you know, I talk about mental health for like a little bit. Yeah, but not most of the first half is not about that. So there's one little bit in there as a kind of like so i don't know kind of prepares them a little bit for the second half so it doesn't come out of nowhere but i could have an amazing first half and it goes like exactly how i wanted it to and in the interval i'm still thinking i don't want to go back on yeah really so like because i am a bit like when i did i, I did a, a run in a, a few london runs before doing the tour in um it was October last year November and then January and February like a week a week long run each yep. and I remember in the January one uh getting okay, to the Thursday I think so the fourth night I'm thinking and it, they'd all gone well and I'd you know I've been really proud of each night and I'm about to go at the fourth one and going oh, I don't know if I want to tell them all this personal mm. stuff again and then being really worried and right. being like oh actually you've got to do a whole year because I knew that I had the, you know I had a really long tour, the longest tour I've ever done ahead of me. Yeah, that was like going from March to December, just like with August off, but like otherwise, pretty much mm-hmm. the most nights I'm gigging, doing this show. And I was like, "Fuck, if you feel like this after four, yeah, what are you like, like? Th- this is like what, like what, what you're gonna do? Yeah, <laughs> when you've got a like when you're a few months in and you you got this and like, you know, there's definitely been there's been nights where I've completely because uh, the start of it is me going on in that outfit you described in the shades and, yes. and, and, and the sunset jacket and and like because you DJ at the beginning of it is oh I, I used to it? I had to stop that oh, right. so okay. I, I used to be on stage when they came in in the shades and stuff and I'd have, a, have an iPod and I'd be there'd be tracks playing and then I'd always yeah. stop it and play this one song really loud and kept on playing the same song over and over again and right. staring the audience down and I really enjoyed doing that but then uh the more I did it, the more people started just coming up to me while I was on stage. About like, right. James, James, no. <laughs> get a selfie before the show. Come here, and I would, I'd be in so character. They don't, they don't get it, yeah. So I'd ignore them, and then, I'd, but, but I'd ignore them because I was like being this kind of like you know straight-faced emotionless guy playing his songs. And instead of laughing at it and thinking that's funny they'd go oh well fuck you then and then sit down and you'd be like like i can't this before the show no like before the show having someone genuinely angry at me and telling me like like, there was one gig i had to literally stop the music and go because one guy wouldn't stop heckling me yeah and i had to stop the music and deal with him before the show i was like joe what this is not setting the tone so it's a real shame but i'm doing some in london at the end of this tour I'm going to film them as well. Yeah. And I'm going to do it in. I'm going to do that again. Brilliant. during that because I'd like to get that on film. So I really liked doing that because it made it. I mean, it was more intense because I'd be on in the interval. Yeah. So it meant I'd go on in the first half at an hour that I'd be on stage for 20, 25 minutes in the oh, interval wow. and then another hour again. So it was like an hour and a two two and a half hours yeah. essentially. Solid. Just being on stage for the whole thing. Holy shit. And and I, but I found that that really like you know because of the subjects I was talking about, it really went with the theme of the show. It really made the show like more because I'm talking about the worst year of my life when yes. it felt like things were just relentless. So it's good that it feels like you've got no respite from it. Yeah. And the whole show is this one thing that won't go away. And it's like, if you want to talk about mental health, it's not like, I'll just bench that for a bit and then pick yeah. it up again. It's like, <laughs> no, it's constant. It's constant, it's there. yeah. So, but yeah, I, and, um, but the ones that have gone, yeah, the ones that have gone badly, like when I go on, I've got the shades on at this top and I, I do a whole thing about like, you know, I'm cool now and I, and I hate my audience and all right. this kind of stuff. And crowds who have seen me over the years and know what I do, it's a really fun beginning to the show and they know that it's not at face value. But I still, you know, we're always, always going to get people who haven't seen us before or places that you've never been on tour in that particular place and they're less familiar with you. And doing those ones and going on and doing that bit and then taking it a bit more at face value. Yeah really takes the wind out my sails early doors so <laughs> I think oh I'm staring down the barrel of like two hours now in front of these people and, 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 this
2: uh, bloke's, and he's livid and
4: he's, yeah, yeah and I've got to really try and not like not drive it into a ditch I've got to be like just get to the interval yeah and if you don't acknowledge how it's going by the interval you're going to feel better and I know that logically yeah I know logically if you get to the interval and you haven't said this is going shit you're shit I'm shit or whatever yeah Then you'll be relieved in the interval, and when you get to the interval, if you've if you've done that, then you'll be able to do the second half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're fine. Um, but still, you know, I wasn't doing this since I was an open spot. Fucking gigs up by 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 going like, oh, you don't like this. Oh man, and and feeling all that insecurity and and uh, insecure, but also like you know. You, you feel angry on stage at that. Like, Why do you not like it? And all this. Yeah. It gets even more when you're like, I've built my own audience now. You still don't like it. <laughs> uh, and like, and, uh, and like, you know, the amount of times I'm sat there in the interval, just last week, I was in the interval going like, what the fuck are you doing, man? You know right. not to do that. Yeah, yeah, you've yeah. learned a million times. Don't, don't throw it back in their face and tell them that they're, they're, they're a shit yeah. audience. Like, you know not to do it and you've done it again. And now you've got to go back on and do an hour. And in this next hour, you've got to tell them that you had suicidal thoughts. You've got to tell them all this stuff. And you don't want to tell them that now because you just made enemies of them instead of like a a group of, you know, if you didn't do any of that shit and they were just quiet, you'd come off and you'd be like, ah, good that I didn't have a go at them. They're quiet, but do you know what? They're probably still enjoying it. Or, you know, that means that this is probably the audience that needs to hear this you know, what you're talking about even more. So like, you know, because then you're preaching to the choir. Yes. So like, so good. So you just go out there and do the show and don't worry about them being quiet. It doesn't mean they're not enjoying it. doesn't mean they're not engaged with it. it. doesn't mean they're not thinking about it. But it's, if I'm in the interval thinking you fucked that, <laughs> I'm just like, it's, and, and it is that thing of yeah. going like, why? why? I mean, you know, you know, it comes down to tiredness. You know, I'm too tired and when I'm too tired, I get, I get stressed mm-hmm. and I'm I get more anxious or depressed more easily. So I'm knackered and then, doing stand-up is insane. Oh, it doesn't make any sense when you really and look at it. Everyone who tells us, I couldn't do what you do, what do you do if they don't laugh? What do you do if they heckle and all this? And we all act like, like um, for, for years, I am such a bullshit yeah. when, when they go like, what do you do if they don't laugh? We go, that's all right. I don't laugh, they don't laugh. It's up to them. <laughs> uh, what do you do if someone heckles? I oh, just fucking deal with it. Uh, <laughs> you, 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 judge it on <laughs> its own individual merits. Fine. fine. Yeah. What do you do if you don't feel, don't feel like being funny that day? It's my job. I've got to do it. And it's actually bollocks. All those things that people who don't do stand up are afraid of and, and and would worry them, and the reasons they don't do it. All of those things affect me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm I'm affected by audiences not laughing. Of course. I'm affected by someone heckling me. Yeah. I'm affected by being too tired to do the gig. Like, all of it affects me. Yeah. And um, and most nights I am going. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not superhuman. I'm exactly like everyone else in this room except I wrote some material. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I, 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 I wrote some material and I worked on it and did gigs but I'm exactly the same as you guys are, I'm fragile. Yeah. I, I can't really uh, deal with a lot of the yeah. judgment that comes with this with, the, with this job. I've never felt like I fitted in, <laughs> yeah. and now
2: I'm sitting in front of you, yeah. saying, "No, no, I'm fine. I'm fine." But yeah, really, yeah. I'm like, "Oh, I just want to fit in." Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. It's yeah. madness. It I is just want madness. To be
4: accepted by yeah. you all, <laughs> yeah. like, at the
2: same time, I want to be in front of you, yeah. doing this to you. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. It's, if you, I've done that before at a gig. I remember being on stage, and suddenly I just thought about it. I just went. Why are you doing this? In my head, <laughs> yeah. and then suddenly the audience, was like they also like, felt really far away. Mm. And I just, oh no! Well, and then I could hear myself talking. Yeah. And oh god, oh no! I've done it. I've taken the <laughs> lid off.
4: Yeah, yeah. I was fine before. Yeah. Yeah. And- I, I've had so many ones where I've articulated that on stage, and I've, I had a gig in Brisbane, and I was—it's the most tired I've ever been before mm. a gig. Like I, I I'd, I'd done. Uh, Two weeks in America, uh, where I'd been like flying to a different place every single day, bloody hell, and by myself without a tour manager and doing two shows a night that were um, an hour and a half each without an interval each, so it's like three hours of comedy a night. Jesus, and uh, I've done that and then gone straight to the Melbourne Festival and done my show every day, sometimes twice a day for two weeks there. Obviously, incredibly lucky to be able to do all that. Yeah, but by the end of those four weeks, I was exhausted yeah, yeah physically yeah. and mentally exhausted and i needed a break but instead i'd put myself in this little you know a couple of gigs in sydney perth brisbane before going to new zealand so like i was uh i went to brisbane I think, I think it was it was the last one of those three so i'd done perth i'd done sydney i was already kind of like starting to come apart yeah because again like you know your time zones start changing again yeah 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 and they don't realize how much that fucks you up absolutely fucks you up yeah. i got, got to brisbane I remember getting into a hotel at Brisbane and just immediately like well, a few times in my life where I've just like sat down and immediately fell asleep. And um, and I got woken up to go to the gig and was so tired. And I went on and they were just a very reserved audience. Oh, wow. And so yeah. like, I didn't have any energy and they didn't have any energy. Ugh. And so like, know. instead of just doing the gig, I uh, I, I kind of like started referencing, you know, they weren't laughing much. Cause, cause, in Melbourne, I'd kind of become a part of the show yes. that I was having a go at the audience. But it's because I understand the Melbourne audience a bit more that they're like very right on and they like to show that they're on the right side of every issue. So if I did a routine that was a bit right on, instead of showing that they agreed with me by laughing, they would show that they agreed with me by being silent and nodding and going, mm, yes. <laughs> and so kind of, I, I, I it was a funny thing throughout the show to lay into them for that. And it kind of worked with the themes of the show of like rejection and stuff like that. me rejecting the audience and uh, and my relationship with the audience so i thought by the time i got to brisbane yeah that's part of the show now is that you you dig at the audience and then i had a dig (laughs) at them and they absolutely were like not having any of it and were like really surprised and being like oh we thought we were laughing we thought we liked this show and then like and then eventually it was like so it was like they don't they're not laughing at the show very loud they're laughing at this stuff even less and now i've got nothing and so i kind of like at one point kind of completely just became a normal person on stage and went um okay well look i was only doing all that stuff having to go at you because normally that's my plan b oh wow and deconstructing uh, the so like i was only doing that for to try but that's not working so i don't really know where i'm going from here <laughs> i'm fucking knackered and i i kind of shared too much with them like yeah. really told them about just, just 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 why why it wasn't going I was like okay well this is fucked and Guess it's pretty awkward now. I don't really know how to get out of this and all this. <laughs> and then, like, people were concerned afterwards. Like, people were contacting my dad on Twitter saying, like, really worried about your son. People contacted Stuart Goldsmith on the uh, oh, comedians wow. Comedian Facebook group saying you want to check, in, check in, <laughs> on, in on him. Um, a Reddit thread started about what? It, about the, the the one gig uh, just being like, you know, who, who was at that gig the other night? You know, who else is concerned <laughs> about <laughs> And really, it was just that like I was absolutely exhausted yeah. and shouldn't have been doing a gig. I should have been having a day off. That was all it was. Um, and my, but you know, my job involves having to talk for an hour. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, some people, if they're feeling like that at work, can just get their head down, sit behind their desk. you know, yeah, uh, Okay. Yeah. I just won't do much work today, but I don't have to speak to people out loud about what's going on in my head all the time. Yeah. Uh, whereas, like, I- I'm having to try and you know make them laugh, and sometimes part of making them laugh is being real with them. And we go, well, if I go this way, I might find an observation that we all relate to, and then yeah. you don't. And you feel even more alienated, like oh, I'm the only person who feels like they so i swum a weirdo now, and they all think I'm weird. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get defensive. Yeah. But like, what I realized about I was in a therapy session the other day, and I was talking about like needing approval as a kid and needing a like, you know, um, yeah, kind of um, validation from adults yes. as a kid. And uh, I remembered that there was this uh, this video of myself, uh, you know, home video, and I'm I'm there's some family friends were over. Called Julian and Karen, uh, a couple who are friends <laughs> of my, with my parents. And there's a video of me going over and showing this drawing that I've done. I used to do loads of drawings as a kid and showing it to this guy, Julian, and being like that. And he was like, Oh, that's so good. Wow, James, that's really clever. i <laughs> me just like looking up at him, like really like, you know, feeding off of it. And yeah, like, he yeah, likes yeah. the drawing, and, he <laughs> like, and, and like all this. And in Brisbane, they were at that gig. The, that that couple had right. moved to Australia, and I hadn't seen them since I was a kid. And they'd contacted me and been like, "Can we come and see you tonight?" And I got them tickets. And then on stage, all I was thinking was, "They're not like like oh, those no, two no, and, all, no. and I yeah. didn't really, I didn't put it together in my head <clears throat> until I turned in the therapy session. He was like, "Is there any like, yeah?" You because know, we're talking about need, you know needing validations as a kid and showing adults like drawings or putting plays on and all that. And I remembered that video. I was like, "Oh fuck, that was him." And they Shit, were like people yeah. in my childhood I definitely did that with all the time. Like every time they came over, I would have showed them drawings going, this is good. Do you think this is good? Do you think yeah, this is good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm an adult and they're coming to see me do stand-up for the first time and they haven't seen me since I was in primary school. <laughs> and And I'm like, want to show them that it's great. And then when it goes badly, for some reason I go into this deeper pit of despair than I Mate. usually would. And I don't know why at the time. And then now I'm like... Because of that. Because that's who they yeah, are to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These people that you want them to give you a pat on their head and go, well done, James, we're proud of you, you're doing well. And then, <laughs> and, and now you've fucked it. Like, on, on stage, like, they, they're not going to say this to you now. You've completely... They, they're going to think that you're not on the right track with comedy. And, um, you know...
2: But you've got... But you've done so many good things and had so many good gigs and have been so successful that, that, that things like that now probably... You, you you're able to go oh, like you've just said. I just needed a night off. Yeah. Where at the time it's probably more intense than that, but now you can sort of look back and go, you yeah, know, I haven't fucked my career. Mm. I just had. I just got to take some time out. Yeah. And I get like that. I, I've learned a valuable lesson.
4: Yeah. yeah. I'm, well, I'm able to give myself to know how to deal with it. And like so, like having a year off next year. Yeah. Which might become two years off. I'm not putting any kind of like no. time limit on it. But like I wouldn't have been able to do that before because I would have felt like I can't afford to take that. I need to. I need to be constantly on it and not, yeah, not, yeah, yeah. not even thinking about afforders in money wise although that definitely was the case as well but like thinking of it in terms of like just reputation wise like I need to continue doing stand up and keep in everyone's heads otherwise they'll forget about me and yes. I I won't be able to keep doing stand up anymore and I want to do this as a job so I want people to see it um, whereas now I am a little bit more like oh, you know what, the things that I've done that I am proud of because I, I would still probably look back and say that I have enjoyed less gigs than I haven't enjoyed. Right. Uh, and that's like a shame. But like, <laughs> I would say like, less gigs than... I, and also that the lows I feel after a bad gig, I very rarely feel the equivalent in highs after a good gig. Okay. I'd say once recently I did, and it was insane what it did to me. Like, I, <laughs> I, 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 I had the best gig this show's ever gone. And yeah. for 24 hours afterwards until I had to do my next gig, I was high as a kite <laughs> just properly so happy I um, yeah. haven't been like that probably since I was an open spot and I felt like you know actually maybe like every show maybe every show I've done I've had like one gig that's been like that yeah, gone, yeah, like, yeah. that's exactly how I wanted it to go and that's yeah. how, exactly how it's always been in my head and then you come off really on a high that I did it I, I made the thing I wanted to make um, but normally if I have a good gig I feel relieved Yeah, right, I just feel relieved I mean. it didn't go badly Right, and when, when, when it goes bad I feel utter like not only should I quit and that uh, I'm I'm not good at this and I should, I should and it's not good for my mental health either. like it keeps doing this to me so yeah. why am I doing it but also I'll, I'll be like and what do I do after this I don't know what else to do oh fuck like <laughs> life is so fucking long and, <laughs> I, I, and I I don't know how to fill it I don't, I don't I don't know like how to uh, I don't know what my like calling is in life I, I, I'm not be good at anything I'm just gonna start something else I'll just find a whole bunch of new problems with yeah, that yeah, and, yeah, so I'm yeah. completely Uh, you know catastrophizing and depressed and after a bad gig whereas like after after a good one I'm never you know I'm hardly ever like I'm the king of the world this is great (laughs) and like the opposite so looking back you know but but now on the positive side I have got enough things that I'm proud of that I'm like do you know what if I take some time off and you know that's for whatever reason eventually means that I fall out of favor. I can't go back to stand up or whatever. <laughs> if the worst happened, I can deal with it because like I'm happy with what I've done. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, What I've done yeah. is enough for me now. The, the I think really what I wanted to do since day one. I didn't realize until I did it was film some shows. Right. So like I've filmed shows. I've got them. I can watch them back. I've only watched them back once, <laughs> but like I watched them back. Yeah. and it was like that's what I want those shows to be like and so I was like great and after that I just felt like I've done it I've, I've done what I wanted to do I've been very lucky you know being able to do the books as well yeah, you know yeah. I, I grew up reading like Dave Gorman books and stuff like that yes. and, and wanted to write those kind of books and be and like so I feel very lucky to have achieved that and, uh, and yeah and then there's been other things that, have been yeah, I think those thing, those two things the books and, and the specials and the podcast with Ed other things where I'm like yeah that's what you wanted yeah. you wanted to do them you've achieved that and uh, so now just like go a bit more easy on yeah, yourself yeah, you and, a little and, bit and of move, a break, move away from it and and then you can look at all the bad gigs you've had all the gigs that felt bad and kind of be a little bit more like yeah you, you like, were just like yeah, yeah you you having a bad time yeah, like you are having that, a bad time yeah, and uh, and uh, you're not Insane, and most people wouldn't even get on that stage. No, exactly, like, especially with the
2: like you say, the turmoil that was going on yeah. in the behind the scenes, especially the stuff you talk about in this latest show. Yeah, you know, we won't go into details now, so people can see it. But the one thing well, when we had dinner at that time, and you were telling us about it, mm. and you were saying how I, don't, I mean, it's going to give it away a little bit, but <laughs> it, you said how Mister Bean is everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, and shop. since you said it, he's fucking everywhere. <laughs> it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah, yeah, every, yeah. Like, there's dolls, there's toys, there's yeah, this, yeah. there's that. He's in every single <laughs> yeah. shop. So you got that
4: going on. Well, that's thankfully the lighter part of the show. Yeah. So that's like uh, not so much of a... That's the that's the thing in the show that... I don't know when this podcast will go out. Um, but like... Uh, I'd say that... I tell one lie in the show. Yeah. And that's that I tell them that everything I talk about on stage, I've dealt with it and I've processed it and it's fine. And that's not true. Right. So that bit is true. That bit I've dealt with it years ago. It's fine. It's just funny to me. It's fine. Um, But there's, you know, there's three other big stories in that show that, you know, I I can talk to people about, but they still trigger emotions and still make me feel shit. And that's definitely something I won't do again. No. No. Is talk about something too early. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, you know, I I, I did it because it wasn't planned. I, I didn't plan to do this show. I, 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 after the specials went out, I was worried that I wouldn't have anything. I wouldn't be able to write something else after mm. that. So I just thought it's really important that you just do a show now and that you get a show done. Um you don't get in your own head about no. following these specials that, you know, to other people, they're specials that they like, sure. But you're making a bigger deal of them in your head than yes, they are. You're, you're seeing them as these like grand achievements <laughs> that, that, but like actually everyone else says, oh yeah, that guy did some specials once and actually following them up. Isn't such a big deal. And you need to just follow them up so that you don't yeah. you know, make it bigger than it is in your head. So I was just like, write booklets of work in progress and do some gigs. Yeah. Come up with a new show and on stage I was trying to do the old stuff I used to do. I used to like pretend that I was an undercover cop while I was in witness protection and have a big ruse that was silly and whimsical. That's it. We're trying to find... And, what are you um, trying to kiss
2: Yoko Ono in one of them? Yeah, one of them I was <laughs> defending it. Yoko Ono for the whole thing <laughs>
4: trying to kind of stand up for Yoko Ono. That was it. And, um, but you know, I just found in those shows, in those work in progress shows that didn't work anymore. People were a bit like oh okay he's kind of doing that. and my heart wasn't in it and it no. and then I just started you know thinking of the work in progress to so do whatever you like it doesn't matter when I was an open spot Josie Long told me to just try any idea you've got um, when you're an open spot because no one can judge you and I always see like working on a new show work in progress as you're an open spot again so you try everything again it, yeah. and they, they can't judge you if they do who cares like they're yes. in it. If, they judge, if they're judging a work in progress it's not for them no open progress is just for me so I was like going oh I'm just going to tell them about this personal stuff and see what happens. And I thought like, Oh, maybe down the line, you know, I'll feel, figure out a metaphor to do that. Isn't I don't have to talk to him. I'll I'll figure out a ruse. I'm in prison or something, (laughs) you know, or or, or, or something like that, but nothing worked as well. I I was even trying to ditch that. There's a big routine in the show about being dropped by my agent. And, um, I tried to get rid of that and not do it mm. in the show multiple times I, really? I, I'd, I'd do it at work in progress gigs and it'd go really well one night and would feel like the most important routine I'd ever done and then the next night it wouldn't work and I'd feel very alone and judged and, uh, then, and then, then you know the next night it'd be a disaster yeah. I, I've, I've, I've had two people in work-in-progress shows cry during that bit Bloody and hell. stuff like that because I got it wrong. I got the the, the tone of, you know, I, I, you know yeah. people have been talking. I think a guy was talking during it and I was like, what are you talking about? Because it's like, you know, oh, work-in-progress, work so I'll go into the audience more. What are you talking about? And he's like, it just reminded me of something that happened and then <laughs> crying out oh, the, the show ended oh, with me God. hugging this guy on stage as he cried and everyone leaving and I remember thinking, I can't Ships, have, man. have gigs turn into this no like, no, then, no. It, it can't be i can't be responsible for this no like, it's not fair on this guy. It's not you know so like um a lot of missteps along the way of being like this is not what i want this to be and trying to get rid of it and trying yeah. to not do that routine and then like i'm doing a work in progress when i didn't have it in it went badly and the audience member said I saw you do a gig with that in it and it was the best show I've seen you do and I was like fuck me. he's oh, right oh, well. <laughs> I, I should put it in there but now it's in there it does you know take its toll on me so like um, you know if, if I'm honest uh, about it you know I'm not necessarily ready to be talking about all this stuff to strangers no. and uh, and so it's a lesson learned. really it's not that I'm not proud of the show No, but uh, I definitely you know look at it and go do you know what this this and this you probably aren't completely ready to talk to audiences about that. No. There are some bits where, like, if I mention going to therapy on stage, there's always a few people in the room will laugh. And there's not a joke there. No, right. I just mentioned going to therapy and a few people will giggle. And the thing is, is that those people could be giggling because they go to therapy. Yeah. And, I, and I've just said, you know, about, you know being told by my girlfriend you should go to therapy again and they laugh because I mean, they've been in that position as well where they've yeah. gone to therapy they've stopped going to therapy they're going through a tough time and someone tells them they should go again and, <laughs> uh, and 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 they go oh yeah I know what that's like when someone calls you on that but several times on stage I've kind of gone into things of like oh that's funny is it <laughs> like kind, of, I kind what of, are you saying almost yeah. not singled them out but kind of going yeah some people laugh at that because therapy to them is funny and I've kind of almost been on my high horse and been like but do you know what if you think therapy is funny this show's pretty much for you (laughs) if you think that and all this but actually in that situation I'm not really saying to them I I don't I'm probably not talking to someone who's not ready to talk about therapy and is laughing about it immaturely I'm probably talking to someone who is ready to talk about it has done it is able to laugh at their own life experience because that's what stand up is a lot of the time and then I'm saying to them you don't get it and they're like and they're probably not sitting there going oh dear he's misunderstood me they're there going uh oh, you don't get it mate like i don't think i don't think you're i don't think you're all right i don't think you're ready to talk about this yeah, so, so it's kind of it's kind of that a little bit more yeah, you go, yeah like yeah. Oh, i'm still insecure about talking i still feel like oh maybe they're all judging me and they all think i'm stupid right. because i went to therapy or maybe they think this that and the other made me think i'm weird and sometimes i have got you know just uh unarguably uh aggressive or immature heckles when I'm talking about mental health on stage. I've right. you know, told the audience I had suicidal thoughts mm. and and, and, had, and had audience members shout out, oh, poor little baby, like that. This oh, guy wow. shouted that out wow. in Sheffield. Shit. And I had to just like, I and mean, then the whole room kind of like, just completely silent after he said mm. it. But I've had a few like that, a few heckles that have been like that. Yeah. Like, you know, well, I suppose people, um, because people see you you're James A. Caster. Sure. And see
2: the they see James the successful James A. Kester. And I I had Rob Beckett on, and Rob Beckett comes up a lot on this. Uh-huh. Because he, when I interviewed him and he said that he's still, you know, he's Rob Beckett and he's on all these shows. Yeah. He didn't say that. I was like, well, you're, you know, you, yeah, yeah. On, you look like you're having a great time. But he's yeah. like, sometimes he's lying in bed and he's like, what's the fucking point? Sure. He still feels sad. He feels yeah, yeah, yeah. shit because he's a human being. And that's the same yeah. with you. So you had such a traumatic thing you were going through. You were just like, I'm just going to fucking end it.
4: Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, it doesn't matter how many shows you've done or what successes you've had. Mm. Underneath it all, you're a human being.
4: Yeah, it's still the same. Also, Beckett. Last week, Beckett. Like, I, I don't. I don't really see Beckett that much. No. Uh, um, I don't think we've ever like properly hung out one on one before. Uh, but like, I always get on with him when I see him, and um, I definitely have that. Even though I know who, yeah, you know, I know that mm. with me, you know. Audiences or whatever might see me as one thing, and I know that I'm. That's not who I am. I know yeah. that I'm a person, but I can still look at other people. I look at, I look at Beckett and think like, he's got it sorted. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Be- Beckett's yeah. fine. Beckett won't care if like the audience aren't laughing that much because he's he's comfortable laughing himself. He and and, and he's like you know, and, and he's like a he's a real um, you know works. He kind of like he's he's going on getting the job done. Tonight. Yeah, So yeah, if they're not yeah, laughing, they're yeah, yeah. not laughing. Who cares? And the other night I was like, I had a gig and I was like, oh, I was feeling shit before even going on. And Beckett rang me up out of nowhere and I answered it and he was like about to do a, mm. a venue that I'd done. And he was like, what's his venue like? And all that, and yeah. I just told him. And we had a chat and he basically feels exactly the same as I do. Yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah. and it was such a weird thing where like, he's such a, it was, was such so good of him really. To, he won't, you know, he probably won't know <laughs> how much I needed that phone call. So he, he kind of phoned up and just said like, you know, basically that he was before i could even say any of it i didn't say to him here's how i'm feeling about gigs mm. he was like how's your tour going and, and i was like yeah it's all right you know up and down and how's yours he went, yeah good you know obviously sometimes you know they don't laugh much and you just want to tell him, about their ideas up and you just think fucking i was like because it's a gruel and, and he said to me you know if you, if you ever want to ring me up at any point because like you know uh, there's only like me and you and a couple, couple of other yeah. people at the minute who are doing uh these kind of gigs where like we've just started doing these rooms yeah and like so we understand what it's like. And we do it. We're touring it right now. And if you ever want to give me a ring and chat about it, then Go 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 for it. And and after I felt like this is someone who like I kind of naively uh, and ignorantly kind of thought like almost like when I would come off after having had a go at them, mm. he would be the kind of comedian I'd think about and go, he wouldn't do this. Like, why, why am I such an idiot? Like, I, like yeah. why, I, 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 Something's wrong with me. I can't do this. There are more professional comics out there like Rob Beckett, who just wouldn't do it. And, and he was like, yeah, yeah, the other day I had a bit of a go at the Northampton crowd and I felt bad about it. And I was like, Oh. <laughs> like fucking hell, like, Yeah, like, okay like yeah we people and that's what happens and like saying it was like you know just you know give us something and basically giving someone a ring is doing the exact same thing as you no matter what it is what 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 job you're working mm. and whatever and just going like oh this person's you know in the same job as me maybe at the same level that I'm at now yeah understand because also like once people have gone past that level they don't understand either No, you know you get an open spot ring up a, a comic who's like employed in doing the circuit with their problems they go i yeah. oh,
3: just get through it
4: <laughs> even though when they, when they were an open spot they were like oh. yeah. <laughs> it's like how we all honk yeah. at learner drivers and get fucking you know, yeah. behind a learner what the fuck is your problem <laughs> even though we were a learner once yeah. but we just never you know but like yeah anyway but like um yeah it was just good to like, have, have someone going like I'm in the same position as you and I do feel the same way. So you're not crazy. It's a nice feeling. is yeah. it? to know that. Yeah, yeah. When, when when people are in this position, this is how they feel. Yeah. And you go, okay. Great. Lovely. And it's just like. Yeah. Yeah. So I. I uh, yeah. I, I should have said thank you to him on the phone. I think I did. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll tag him in this. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. By the way, I think I, said, I think I said thanks to him on the phone. If I, if I didn't, thank you, Rob. <laughs>
2: uh, James, this has been lovely. Thank you so much.
4: And you're off on tour now, aren't you? Today, this minute. I'm. I, I'm going off to. Where well, are I tonight? Sheffield, I think. to Sheffield, so wait, what are you wait, doing? Sorry, another heckle about being a wimp, I imagine. Um, yeah, <laughs> I've got a lot of time for Sheffield. I love, I Sheffield. love Sheffield. I've, uh, yeah. I'm actually like, I probably shouldn't say this in a podcast, but I've kind of. I was doing a thing with some other comics on a text group recently of saying like next time I go on tour I'm gonna do ten venues, and just being <laughs> like I the ten and Sheffield is and this week I've got like an absolute treat of Sheffield Leeds and Manchester oh, nice. Salford respectively, but yeah. like uh, but like uh, they're they're three of the ten so like potentially this is yeah. the best week of the tour but nice, we'll see nice. I've said that now so <laughs> I'm gonna have to do a follow up now I'm just gonna, yeah I'll do a phone call how would you get on fucking I want to quit you should get me after one of those gigs I always think that I don't know about like people who go to therapy sessions but like every time I come off a gig and I'm completely depressed and I want to quit and I'm thinking all those things I go now I want to go into a therapy yeah, yeah. put me in now put me into a therapy session now and we'll actually get to the because now I'm covered in the, all the grime Right. actually by the time I get to my next therapy session it'll have all kind of like washed off a little yeah. bit and I'll, I'll I'll be more coherent but actually <laughs> like 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 this podcast really probably the best time would have been after i Kind of kick, yeah. Straight off stage into the green room, have you there and be like, right. Here's my mental health. Here's yeah. how it
2: actually That's is. Where I'm at now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, I maybe yeah. like would do
4: that. Yeah, you should, you should just pick a comic like me, who's just like not too tightly wrapped, a bit on the edge, <laughs> and do a whole tour with them until, until they have that first bad gig, and then get That's get it. it in the can. And see, see, see you later, James. Thanks for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. thank you. You can get loads of likes. Be way more helpful for people at
2: home. James, thanks, mate. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Lovely. Cheers, uh, thank you so much for coming down. Really appreciate it. Insane in the Membrane Podcast.
3: Insane in the Membrane is back for another live podcast recording on Sunday the 23rd of February. I found that through humour... People open up and we have a laugh. And I really appreciate you coming down and doing this. This is an intimate live show with comedian Rich Wilson and very special surprise guest in front of a small audience at the Pleasants, Islington. In fact, you are so close to the comedians, you could probably lick them. Uh, we can have a laugh while we do it. I think that's what I'm trying to show with the podcast. January's a struggle for us all. So put yourself something to look forward to in February. Insane in the Membrane Live at the Pleasants. Sunday, Feb 23rd at 7 30 pm. Just £5. Nearest tube, Caledonian Road, Piccadilly Line. Dead easy, no excuses.
0: You did great, Reg. Thanks, Bob. You, you, did, you did as you well. Do great.
3: Thank you. Click the link in the show description for this episode on your podcast app, or go to pleasant.co.uk. What do we do now? I don't know. I think that's it. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. And check back here for the next episode of Insane in the Membrane, released every Thursday night at six.